Hello and welcome to the Burlington Brief. This is Sarah Eshelman. And I'm Sydney Bowles. And we are here to deliver the top news of the week. So, Sydney, let's talk about the Select Board. Um, Select Board met this week to set tax rates for the fiscal year 2024, which began on July 1st of next year or this year? This year, 2023. Oh, that is. Y'all, fiscal years and calendar years. I know, years, it's confusing. So confusing. So, Sydney, talk to us about how this process works and what happened, like what happened with all that. Right. So town meeting, uh, the town's legislative body, 126 elected members, they approve the budget. And now um, the town assessor's office comes up with a couple of ways that the town can go about raising the money to fund the budget. And that's, of course, through property taxes. So um, some of the plans that the assessor's office came up with tax businesses a little more and residents a little less, kind of within the same universe. And then just to see what would happen for comparison's sake, they also presented a budget of like, here's what would happen if um, we taxed everyone the same, businesses and residents the same, uh, just for the heck of it. Uh, but looking at all the options, the select board voted to support the lowest tax increase for residents. Um and what that means is that in the next tax property tax bill that homeowners receive, they will see the average residential income tax or uh, property tax, excuse me, will go up by $292 compared to last year. So that's something in the, I uh, should have written it down, but it's something like $6,000, somewhere in that, in that realm, the upper yeah, 6000 right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, again, that's, that's an average. So if you're, um, property tax bill is higher than average. If your property has a higher value, you're going to be paying more, seeing a higher increase, and vice versa for if your property is is less than that average. So on average, an increase of 292, but that's going to be different. Right. Gotcha. And I should say, there's a really interesting interesting piece here, which is that the tax rate actually went down from 9.4 in 2023 to 8.9 in 2024. And the discrepancy is that because property values are rising so dramatically in Burlington and the whole Boston area, the rate can go down, but the the value of your house has increased. And so the total tax bill will still be going up. So the tax rate is down, but people will still be paying more because property values have increased, which I think seems to be the story everywhere around here about housing. But what about businesses? Like, are how are their rates changing? What's happening with them? There, it's going down a little bit as well. It's twenty six point one five in twenty twenty three, and it's going to twenty five point eight one in twenty twenty four. So a little but, bit of movement there. But I'm wondering if maybe the same thing's happening where the tax rate is going down, but because everything else is going up. It's like we've got like a seesaw effect. That could be the case. I'll yeah. have to check that to be sure, but I think that's a safe assumption. Um, and I should say, you know, it's it's no secret that in Burlington, a lot of our tax revenue comes from business. It'll be 62% uh, in 2024, fiscal year 24. Um, by contrast, corporations, businesses pay about 50% of property taxes in Boston, according to the Pioneer Institute. So it kind of goes back to Burlington, town by day, city by uh, city by day, town by night. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I actually have a piece of audio that I want to play for you. This is Select Board Member Mike Espejo talking about uh, this piece of it. And we in Burlington are, are very fortunate um, to have such a strong business community. Looking at this, sixty-two percent of our tax nut is picked up by our businesses, which is which is awesome and keeps our taxes low. And also, I was looking at this; it's the first time since two thousand five that our rate will actually be under nine 
Um, but yet the taxes do go up every year, and that's a factor of just the, the rising property values and the, the residential market out there that's gone crazy, as John mentioned, over the past 10 years. But yeah, I think in Burlington, um, we're doing well here, and we have to do everything we can to help promote our businesses, help our businesses, because we have a nice match between the, um, the residential commercial uh, tax tax. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting. It sort of speaks to this sense in Burlington that we want to be doing a lot to support our business community because they give us the ability to have the amenities that we have. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to some of our prior stories, just covering the business community and how they're being supported, how we can support them, and how, as you said, are so vital to our community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. You know, I think one of the other pieces that came out of this was um, uh, Nick Priest, another member of the select board, saying, you know, um, nobody wants their taxes to go up. Everyone wants their taxes to go down. But people also want amenities. They want more amenities than they have. And he was saying, if we want to support the amenities that we have, if we want to offer more things, that's that's the consequence of that. And if we wanted to lower taxes, we would have to stop offering things like trash pickup or different rec programs, you know, so it's, it's a trade-off. And I think there may be people who um, have a harder time with the increase, people who are on fixed incomes maybe. Um, but uh, overall, I think of the options that were available to fund the the fiscal year 24 budget, this is the one that, that um, hurt the people's budget the least. Right. So they kind of chose the best option. And again, just thinking about how can we make Burlington the place that people want to live and people want to move into. Right. Um, so all kind of shakes out that way. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, though, you know, it's it's kind of it's a really interesting um, uh, dilemma, I think, because I'm I'm a youngish person in the time of my life where I was I sort of am thinking like, gosh, it would be nice to own a house. Uh, same. There's just, you know, there's no way that I could ever afford or I won't say ever, but like anywhere in the near term, mm-hmm. afford a home in Burlington. That's just completely out of the question for me. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of people in my in my demographic, in my age group. Um, for folks who already own a house here, the ability to, you know, to cash out and, and move somewhere else, downsize, could be a really um, beneficial solution in part because of property values, but they're also benefiting from the amenities. So it's sort of this self-fulfilling pro- prophecy where the town is doing really well, and that's really wonderful for people who are already here. But for someone like me who's on the outside, it's like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I could also have access to that? Absolutely. And I think this may be even, again, the, and I completely identify because I'm the same same boat. Um, it kind of speaks to the larger discussions that are happening about housing. Um, I mean, in Boston Globe, they're covering housing like pretty much every single day. Yeah. So it is just an ongoing discussion about the economics of property values, of home ownership, and of um, taxes that help out the whole rest of the community. And the American dream, honestly, access yep. to the American dream. A white picket fence. Yep. So, Cindy, we have all this going on with taxes, but I'm curious, anything else going on this week? Yeah, I mean, there was incremental progress in the um, high school building committee. Always, they're slowly, slowly moving through the process of rebuilding the Fox Hill School and are starting to figure out what they're going to do with the high school. Nothing major happened this week, but I will just say they're starting the process of looking for a design firm to help rebuild the high school um, and starting to think about what it would mean to have swing space as they redevelop parts of the building. They're saying right now, the high school, there's not really anywhere to put students if they're going to 
tear down a wing or if they need to knock down the building to rebuild. So it's sort of a question of like, where are we going to, how are we going to do that? We need to start thinking about maybe making some tough, some tough compromises in order to get that done. But again, it's still really preliminary. So no decisions are being made. It's just, they're just talking about what this might look like. There's also with the high school too, is not just the high school, but there's so many different programs, there's special education programs, there's evening academy, there's to BCAT. be perfectly transparent, my employer, <laughs> BCAT, yes, also in the BCAT high school. So uh we have a stake in, in what happens to the to the building. But. So it's a little bit more it's an even more complicated situation than what was going on with Fox Hill, which totally. if, if you can believe it, after everything that's been going on with Fox Hill, this one is a little bit more complicated. Right, right. I mean they were saying, you know, there's thirty three thousand extra square feet of footage if we kick out BCAT, if we kick out the administrative offices and the lab offices and the early childhood center. But the consequences of that are also really high. It's not an easy 33,000 square feet to make use of. Exactly. And especially since all of those programs are integrated into the school. Totally. Life to school. Again, I teach journalism and we work with you all, BCAT, and I cannot imagine being able to have the partnership we have if we were not also in the same building. Right. So it's definitely an ongoing conversation about what is what is the high school that we want to see um, without having to sacrifice any of the excellent program that we already have. And it's going to be a years long effort to figure it out. Years long effort. Um yeah, excellent. That so it? yeah, it's it's a kind of a low key week. That was pretty much what went on in that world. Um, they're looking for a new person to hire for. I think it's a program coordinator at the rec department. Oh, they're in the that. process yeah. of trying to um, get a new van for the rec department. Um, but yeah, it's, that's kind of that's the news. Oh, excellent. So, Sydney, what have you been reading or listening to lately? I'm so glad that you asked, Sarah. I have been doing this insane challenge called NaNoWriMo, which is short for National Novel Writing Month. Where you I'm so impressed. Honestly. Write a novel in a month. I finished this morning, 50,000 words, <gasps> a novel in a month. I'm so proud of myself. It's amazing. I, I had to go buy myself a piece of cake to celebrate because I was just over the excited. Yeah, absolutely. But that means that I haven't really like been reading anything else i've exclusively been writing Writing. so i what have i been reading or listening to zero things just the sound of my own thoughts Uh, sarah what about you um i actually started reading a classic novel called brides head revisited it just i haven't gotten around to it and i'm actually reading on my libby app and i'm like oh i can highlight so beautiful sentences i'm like oh i'm gonna highlight that shout out to libby honestly if you have a library card you can download this app have access to all kinds of audiobooks and and written like textbooks such a gem it's it's amazing i have libby i have hoopla i just can't recommend enough i love it yep all right um sarah eshelman thank you very very much for podcasting with me i think that'll do it for us this week cindy bulls thank you for having me on all righty see you next week see you next week